Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show. Happy Thursday. A little preseason football going on. Um, college football starting up on Saturday. I'm a nerd. I think I'm the one person that's actually excited about that, the game that's going to happen. I know we're all excited about college football. But let's start here talking about practice. Practice. Not the game. Not playoffs. Practice. Now, today, Aaron Donald and the Los Angeles Rams joint practice with the Cincinnati Bengals ends in a scuffle. I saw this tweet come through, and I thought, that's, that's fine. No big deal. This stuff mm-hmm. happens all the time in the NFL. It's not a big deal. And then I started to see the videos come through, which is the smallest video I've ever seen. I don't know if you saw that first one, the original uh-huh. one. It's like, oh, I'll just turn my phone. It'll be fine. Yeah. Didn't work. I'll zoom in. Can't zoom in. But you see somebody, and they're throwing some helmets. You see an orange helmet just being swung at someone else. Come to find out, it's one Aaron Donald who's doing the helmet swinging. Uh, I was shocked to see that it was him. I think homie's got to pay the price on this suspension, though. I, I think he should be suspended. Oh, I mean, I, I definitely agree. And the, the worst part about it is when I watched that video, I was sitting there thinking, I really hope that's not Aaron Donald that has a Bengals helmet that's just sitting there, you know, one, ripping it off someone's head, and then two, swinging at him and other players. And then sure enough, you see him back out of the pile, and who's the one holding the helmet? Mr. 99. And it's just like, dude, we've – We've got to be better than this. And I don't feel like this is the first time we've seen this happen. I mean, we've seen them rip people's helmets off. But at the same time, it's like, oh, we've kind of praised that. You know what I mean? That tenacity. And I don't want to say dirty play, but just like that never-ending motor that Aaron Donald has. But at this point, it's like, dude, this is training camp practice. Like, just fucking calm down. I think with Aaron Donald, too, one thing about him is that he gets away with some of the stuff that other players don't get away with. 100%. Even like the corny training videos with knives. If Jameis Winston does that stuff. He gets roasted. I'm still making fun of him. Like Bleacher Report's putting out videos, ESPN's making TikToks, things like that. Everybody's coming after Jameis. But when Aaron Donald is out there with fake knives, it's like, this is what it takes to be great. (laughs) And I, I kind of even like scrolling through Twitter tonight. It was even like a lot of people are like, why would anybody mess with Aaron Donald and stuff like that? It's like, why would you piss him off? He's, he's swinging helmets at people. Yeah. And he's a defensive player, and you're in practice. You're what? So now you want these offensive guys to be like, ooh, it's Aaron Donald. Just let him through. Just let him be great. No. You want to be the offensive line that blocks him. You know what I mean? You want to be the guy that wins a one-on-one battle. You sit there and you win a, te- you win, you win, you win a team drill. And with Aaron Donald, it's like, hey, man, like maybe just calm down a little bit. That's, that's what I would say. It's like, hey, love the effort, you know. Love Some how much you care, stuff. but like right now, let's just let's calm down. Like even in the off season, there was a video going around, and he's got one of his teammates, like a rookie offensive lineman, by the throat. Yes, and he's doing like drills. Nobody called him out on that. Like hand up, that's our fault too. We should because yeah. I saw it and I was like, that's ridiculous. I definitely questioned it. I was like, I don't understand why you would practice that. Why would you practice putting your hand on someone's upper chest plate? No, know why that would eventually slide up to the throat. But he, he does have an like, issue on choking people out. I don't even think it was like an upper chest plate thing. Like he had his hand on that dude's throat. 
yeah, your Adam's apple's gone. It's You're like, swallowing what, that fucking What thing. is the point? So, like, I, I like Aaron Donald. I think he's one of the greatest defensive players I've ever seen. He doesn't get a pass for me on this one. And I did see some people uh, tweeting out that the NFL is actually not responsible uh, for issuing out punishments that happen during a practice. So if something happens during a practice, even though it's a joint practice, the NFL actually can't step in. And so it has to come from the Rams. Aaron Donald. It has to come from the Rams. Wow. Did you end up getting to that Hard Knocks episode from this last week? If you didn't, no Negative. big deal. Did not watch so it. no worries. But the, the where I wanted to go with it is that Dan Campbell, uh, is they're getting ready to go do the joint practice with the Indianapolis Colts. This week was also another fantastic episode of Hard Knocks. They are knocking it out of the park this year. I freaking <laughs> absolutely love it. I am back on Hard Knocks 100%. I am a Lions stan. I am a Dan Campbell stan. I am just, let's go. But he goes right before they have a meeting going into this joint uh, practice with the Colts. And he's like, okay, hey, listen, these two days right here, I've had circled on the calendar since we started training camp. You can ask all the coaches. This right here, he's like, I'm not saying this is more important in the game, but there's some of you guys that are fighting for a roster spot. These two days mean more than anything else. And this is my whole point with this. He goes, if you start a fight, you're gone. He's like, I want us to ride really? that line. He's like, I want us to work hard. He goes, but if anyone, any, anybody, I don't care who you are, if you start a fight, you're off the team. It doesn't matter. You're done. That's it. He's like, I want us to sit down. I want us to toe the line. I want us to play hard. I want us to play fast. I want us to play smart. Don't cross the line. Mm-hmm. If you say that to the Lions and Aaron Donald's on your team, you're probably not kicking them off the team, but it's like, we've got to use this as an example. Yeah, so like if you're the Rams, it's a tough spot to a be cut if he got in a fight. Yeah. But it's those other guys that are on the fringe uh, of the roster that it, if you're doing stuff like that, you are probably going to get cut. But, I mean, Miles Garrett did something very similar. It wasn't primetime. I think it was like a Monday night football game or maybe a Sunday night game. Hit Mason Rudolph in the face or came close. He got suspended indefinitely. Mm-hmm. He had to meet with Roger Goodell to be reinstated into the NFL. Aaron Donald should have to go through the same thing. I think the NFL should look at this. I don't know if it's collectively bargained or or what, but I think that the NFL should look at it and say, hey, under no circumstances can you do that. Trying to hit somebody with a helmet is going to be illegal, whether it is at practice, it's at a game, no matter what. I Again, I don't know if they can change it. I don't know if it's something that is collectively bargained, but it, it just seems pretty ridiculous that he might get away with this. Yeah, and I just I, – what do you do with Aaron Donald? I mean, he's absolutely established in the league. He's established on the team, and you also just gave him a buku loads of money. So yeah, like you're not going to take any of that away. Yeah, like it, the NFL, they should look at it. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe Sue Robinson's in charge, and she's just going to be like, yeah, it's part of the game. But when you look at Miles Garrett, I mean, he did suffer a pretty big suspension for it. Yep. Miles Garrett is – he may not be in the same tier as Aaron Donald just because Aaron Donald is almost untouchable. But, I mean, he's right there. If you're choosing, like, defensive linemen in the league, I think it's Aaron Donald, and then next is probably Miles Garrett. Or at least if you put if you drafted him second, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. You, you throw in the Watts and the Bosa brothers, and that conversation mm-hmm. keeps going. But, yeah, 100%. Yeah, a couple other little news and notes before we dive into some NBA talk, too. Uh, Drew Locke is supposed to play up to three quarters on Friday. That's a guy we've been Good. talking about a lot. Um, Geno Smith uh, had his opportunity, has had his opportunities in the league. Drew Locke, supposed to get his look last week, came down with COVID, couldn't play. Now it looks like he's going to get his chance to win the starting job for the Seahawks. 
if he can't beat out Geno Smith, then you probably just you're, you shouldn't be in the NFL. Yeah, and I listened to the last episode as well, and I heard Matt talking about the fact that you know I had been making the statement of like let's give guys a chance and see what they can do and what they can accomplish, and you know maybe Drew Lock has already been given that opportunity and he hasn't done well, but I do think a large part of it too is just the coach last year was scared of losing his job due to the performance of Drew Lock. And I'm not I'm not going to sit and argue that because I mean, that makes, sounds like a pretty big problem. <laughs> yeah, because it makes complete sense. And but at the same time, it's like right here in Seattle, it's like you were supposed to get it last week. You got COVID. I at least want you to have a fair chance here in a new city with a new coach who's established in his job and is fine. And you have playmakers that are healthy at the moment in preseason. Go make the most of it. If you can't win it in three quarters in a preseason game, I don't even know who they're playing. Then you don't deserve to be the starter, and you're probably just looking to be a career backup for the rest of your time in the NFL, which is not a bad gig. Good luck living up to the hype of Chase Daniel, though, because he's the best court, best backup quarterback there ever was, also from Mizzou. So yeah. maybe you can win that title. But for Drew Locke, I'm happy that he's getting three quarters, and I'm happy that he's getting a chance here. I'm rooting for the guy. But, man, like just if you can't beat Geno Smith, that's embarrassing. Well, like I've been saying, it was Teddy Bridgewater. You couldn't beat Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. for whatever reason. The coaches didn't think that he was the best option to win football games. And now if you can't beat Geno Smith, like that's a lower-level quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> even. I mean, this guy, isn't he the one that got his jaw broken playing for the Jets, got like punched yeah. in training camp? Was this broken? Or he got punched in the face by his own yeah. teammate. And I it's just like, dude, mm-hmm. you can't beat broken Jaw Smith? That ain't good. No. So I, we'll see what happens with Drew Locke. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a lot left in that tank. I I think that he probably has always thought that he was a little better than what he is. But now, and when I say, like, if he can't beat out Geno Smith, I don't know that he's even a backup candidate for you. Because, like, Geno Smith is a career backup. I don't know that Drew Locke has a place in the NFL can't beat out Geno Smith. I'm sure that there will be a couple other teams that probably give him a shot to be a backup. But if I were running an NFL team, I don't think that I would be calling Drew Locke to be like, hey, come be our number two guy. Yep. Because if you can't beat out Geno Smith, Geno Smith is what? Is he even a top 40 quarterback in the NFL? I don't think so. I wouldn't. I don't think Especially when you throw in some of these, like, rookies and stuff. Like, I would rather have a Kenny Pickett. I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky. I'd rather have at least two of the guys in Tennessee. I panicked for a second. I was like, man, I don't know if I could tell you, like, 40. That's a lot. And it's like, we got 32 starters. Then you throw in the rookies. Yeah. Yeah, and then throw in the rookies and some of the second-year guys even. Uh, guys like Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco still, at least for now. We'll see when that news happens. I, I think that probably pretty soon. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be they're keeping him or letting him go, but they've got a decision to make here in the next couple of weeks too. Uh, so it's it's going to be a, a tough time for old Drew Locke. Playing three quarters in the preseason, should be able to put up some decent numbers. Oh, I mean, you Most should be. Most teams aren't playing their guys. Decent numbers, good plays, good throws. I mean, you should just be, I don't know, You should your confidence should just be through the roof with it. And I don't think that we can like build in the excuse of like, oh, he doesn't have his timing with these guys. Like, nope, that doesn't. You've been going right through now. training camp. You're playing against. No offense to anybody in the NFL. You're obviously very good, but you're kind of playing against the scrub unit here. Yeah, one hundred percent. If you belong in the NFL at quarterback, you're going to be able to put up numbers uh, against whoever's playing here. Uh, we're also going to see Tom Brady expected to play in the Buccaneers season uh, preseason finale. I, I wonder how long he'll actually get out there. It is still pretty wild that that's a story that's just not even really being talked about that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe, the, you know, I was kind of hard on the Buccaneers saying that they should come out. They should have come out and said, this is our plan for him. This is what we're doing. But they didn't. It was just like, oh, by the way, Brady's going to be gone for a while. 
Yep. Maybe they did do a good job because nobody's really talking about the fact that the greatest quarterback of all time just took a, month, a week and a half and was like, I'm good. I'm not going to play in that preseason game. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to be there for it. So <laughs> I don't know. It's still wild to me that that happened, but he's going to get his chance to play in the preseason. I've completely convinced myself that the – and surprise, you're going to be very surprised to hear this. I've convinced myself that the conspiracy theory of him being on Mass Singer, I believe is the TV show on NBC – uh, that he was gone and doing the filming for that. That's where he was the last two weeks or so. You've seen that conspiracy theory out there, right? I saw him tweet that he wasn't on Masked Singer. Which means Masked Singer? Yeah. So if you're tweeting you're not on it, it means you're addressing it, which means you're probably on it. I, I why even why it. even come out and defend it? That's an obnoxious hypothetical. Why even give it the time of day to be like, I'm not I on would this? hope that an NFL quarterback, like the amount of money they would have to pay him to get him to leave. Well, he had been retired. So if you're retired for about a month, NBC's like, all right, we need guests on. Who mm-hmm. can we have that's cool and famous and would bring in the viewers that right. people would love? Boom, Tom Brady. And then it's like, ah, I'm coming back. I don't want to back out of this because this could be fun. It's going to be enjoyable. Commitments and and I did see that a teammate was asked. An anonymous source had reached out. An anonymous source from the team was like, yeah, this is something that Tom Brady would definitely do. He would definitely do something like that. It's hard to tell because, you know, for 20 years, Tom Brady was zero personality. So it's yeah. like, oh, I'm not doing any media. I'm not doing this, that. And now over the last two years or so, he's been a completely different person. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't rule it out. I, I would hope that an NFL player would not be like, hey, I need a week and a half. I'm going to go be on the mass Singer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's maybe worse than even just throwing helmets around. Um, let's get to some basketball news because a, a lot happened this week. Uh, last night we even saw uh, a trade go down. The Lakers traded for Patrick Beverly. Mm. I I don't understand. I don't know who is making the calls anymore. I don't know if it's LeBron. I don't know if it's the Bus family. I don't understand this one, though. And I'm not like a big Talon Horton Tucker fan. Yeah. But what does Patrick Beverly really bring to this team? And, like, especially on August 24th, like late in the evening on a Wednesday. We're just sitting here like, let's go get Patrick Beverly. You know what really just set us over the top? Patrick Beverly. Another old veteran player that, you know, his better defensive mm-hmm. days are maybe behind him. I don't know. We saw him win a playoff game and he cried. You know, maybe that's the emotion we need on the team. Maybe that's what they're maybe. saying for the Lakers. But at you know, the same- maybe he is hungry and wants to get to a championship. I just don't know that, like, I would I rather be have going to the Lakers for a championship. A young guy who's maybe developing instead of an old guy who is allegedly really good at defense. <laughs> like, is he, though? Like, He's show. good at getting underneath people's skin. And <laughs> yeah. one player that he was really good at getting underneath his skin, Russell Westbrook. And LeBron James comes back out, I believe it was this morning or this afternoon, which is like, I can't wait to see him go off this year. Didn't you say the same thing about the entire team last year, LeBron James? Oh, yeah. It was was like, like, just uh, keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. Yeah, Yeah. we're too old. We're the oldest team ever. That's the one I remember. You are, and you were, and everyone was right. Especially late in the season when it was like, we are really just running on empty here. We are too old to be out here doing this. And now you just, the old gets older with Patrick Beverly. Uh, And then also last night, I thought this one was going underreported too. The Chet Holmgren news. Yes. With the Liz Frank injury, possibly out for the year, I think that is just huge news. And honestly, it just sucks to see. I'm not like a big Chet Holmgren guy, but like, yeah, how it happened is wild. Probably in the pro am game. It's the freaking LeBron James. And 
Conspiracy theory, he did it on purpose. Hey, I'm hurting <laughs> you the first year. People are just going to sit and undervalue you. Give me another two years here in L.A. When you guys draft Bronny, I'll make my way over. You're healthy. I'm healthy. Bronny's healthy. We're good to go. <laughs> you going with that? <laughs> I think it's just, you know, those guys that are seven feet tall, they always have these foot problems. Yeah. I mean, that's something we all said. Mm-hmm. I just, why even listen to national radio shows when we're all right? Just hop on Twitter. Boom, that's it. What's your sport takes? Here it is. Let's take a vote. Is yeah. Chet Holmer going to have injury issues in the NBA? We all vote anonymous, yes. And, and not, excuse me, not anonymous. Yeah. Just unanimously, yes. There it is. <laughs> I was like, find the word. <laughs> what is it? No, don't make fun of me tonight. Uh, yeah, and with the Pro-Am stuff, I thought it was really cool. I don't remember who tweeted it. I think it was DeJounte Murray. And it's like, hey, get out to these Pro-Ams so that these people that can't afford NBA tickets get a chance for you to play. Yeah. And I think it was like the, the week after LeBron was like, yep, I'm doing it. I'll be in Seattle. Yeah. I'm doing this one and doing that one. I know the last one that they had to do with LeBron, they like closed it. It's like security like could not control <laughs> yeah. all the people there. And they're like, hey, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> or the court conditions weren't great either. And I thought that was really cool. The fact that you have stars. Uh, keep seeing Jason Tatum out there, Chet Holmgren, LeBron, all these dudes going out there. And getting into cities that maybe don't have a pro team or getting into facilities where it, it's cheaper and people get that exposure yep. and the opportunity to see you. Because NBA tickets are, are expensive, especially if you want to sit close. So I thought it was really cool. I would never do it again. Like if you're LeBron dudes, James? Or... Any of them. If I'm a Chet Holmgren type, I'm Jason Tatum, anybody. If I'm Patrick Beverly, eh, maybe I do a little cash grab at the and end of the, my career. Like, if you do go do it, it's pick up basketball. Mm-hmm. Don't be sitting here going 100 miles an hour. You haven't even gone into training camp yet for your own season, for your own team, for the NBA. Yeah. Like, but just the problem is that go have if fun. you're not going 100% and you know, you're out there like an all-star game, you still have these tryhards that are going out 100%. Yeah. To be like, I'm going to shut down LeBron tonight. I'm going you know, to check him. I'm going to hang check him, all this stuff. So it's, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Like and you almost fair. just need to show up to the Pro-Am play like two minutes get one dunk and then be like all right i'm done i'm i'm not letting this dude who's a fedex driver undercut me at the rim that's just not gonna happen yeah that's fair so i do respect like the players coming out and the intention of it i would never do it or if i'm a teammate in the nba if i'm a coach i'm going to these players and be like hey no (laughs) don't do it you're done we are we're team first here you just it's too risky even, you know, I know that it's a little hindsight because Chet Holmgren hurt his foot, but yeah, his skinny little ass shouldn't have been out there in the first place. Or even like attacking LeBron like that. Like just, mm-hmm. I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to set a tone and you're, you're trying to establish yourself. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, hey, dude, it's freaking LeBron James. Maybe this is like where we tried to get with uh, the Aaron Donald at the beginning of the show. Where like these offensive linemen, like, hey, that's Aaron Donald. Like, just let him go. No, this is LeBron James. Just let him go. So you're what, 22 in the league? You're 23 maybe? Just absolutely insane. One other thing we haven't even talked about. Bill Russell passed away. RIP. Absolute legend. The NBA just retiring his number across the entire league. I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. The first thought that came to my mind was LeBron James is going to have to change his number. And they grandfathered him in, of course. So he's yeah. fine. But it's just like, is there even anyone else that. out there that's wearing number six? I think a couple people probably wear it because of LeBron. But when, like, I'm old enough to remember when they did it in Major League Baseball for Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. And they let everybody grandfather in. So, I, like, Mariano Rivera was the yep. last one to wear 42. The, the Bill Russell thing, honestly, I never talked about it because I don't agree with it. 
Really? How can I respectfully say that was a dumb decision? <laughs> Mr. Championships, Bill Russell. Yeah. Like, that's the one that you're going to retire. So, I don't, I think it's the start. I think it's like now, I mean, you've put yourself in a position as the NBA when another one of these superstar dies. Exactly. Does his number get thing. retired? And I, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Magic it? Johnson, LeBron James, mm-hmm. Larry Bird. Throw out the other ones out there. Yeah. It, all of them. And Bill Russell is great. He's a legend. He was so good off the court, too. The, the stuff that he went through, what he stood up for, was fantastic. So I, I get it. He was probably deserving of it. In my opinion, 42 should be the only number that's retired for Jackie Robinson. I don't, I don't know that anybody else has gone through what he had gone through in their professional sport and deserved their number to be reco- retired across the entire sport. Yeah, I, I even know that, like, LeBron a couple of years ago said that 23 should be retired. Like I was almost on board with that one. Now I'm a little bit more grown up. I just think that 42 should be the only number. Yeah. Bill Russell's great, but you're right. Like what about when these other dudes start doing? Yeah. Because the more you start doing it, the more it takes away from mm-hmm. the number 42. And that's Jackie what's so great about Major baseball. baseball. It's like, Hey, it's only number 42. Yep. Like for the Yankees, it's cool. Like, Oh, nobody will wear number three again. That's yep. Babe Ruth. That's fine. But across the entire league, I think it should have to be a very important, special reason. And not that Bill Russell's not qualified for that. But I just don't know that he met all the, the whole threshold of, you know, let's retire your number across yeah. the entire league. Which, again, is it sounds really shitty to say, and it sounds like I'm anti-Bill Russell. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Definitely dude. not. <laughs> um, and also, like, why do we wait until people pass away to honor them with this? Because it's the only time that everyone's attention's on it. Because other people are like, oh, he's still alive. He gets to enjoy it and experience it. I mean, that's it. But, like, that's so shitty. Like, if I completely ever, agree. I'm going to be honored for anything, don't wait until Man, I I'm die gonna, I'm be, to do it. I'm going to be completely honest. I take that shit to heart. That's why I tell people what I think about him when I see him. <laughs> Am I a little intoxicated? Absolutely. But you know how nah, I feel that about you. Count. <laughs> uh, at the same time, though, it's just like, boom, there it is. It's like, because I don't want someone to die. And it's like, this is how I feel about you. This is how... You know what I mean? This is what I think. Uh-huh. Like, I'll just tell you right now. Yeah. I, and there almost needs to be like a waiting period before you make any big decisions like that. <laughs> yeah. Like the NBA, I hope that uh, maybe this is the story that they had planned to do it anyway, but it did kind of feel like a, oh no, he died. How are we going to, how do we pay our respect? Yeah. yeah. Retire number six. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I just don't know that that's yeah. the play for this. And hopefully situation. it was a peaceful death. I, that's definitely what I hope for as well. He's pretty so. damn old, so hopefully so. Yeah. And RIP to a legend. He was great. Um, also great is Roper Kia. How about that transition? <laughs> that's From, a tough uh, one. I was well done, but that's tough. <laughs> retired Bill Russell number two, Roper Kia. Ugh, that's on me. I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> Go check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, it will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Hell, they might retire your number over at Roper Kia. That actually be pretty cool to ask. I'm gonna buy this car. You put my shirt up in the rafters. Put it up in the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at Roper, they take a picture of you anytime you buy a vehicle. They take a picture it's a jersey of jersey swap with the hang it up in the rafters. <laughs> Have a hanging ceremony, just like a little four by six, even. Yeah. Although they sell so many cars over there that it would just be littered with. Fun. No one else asked for that. That's my only request. Or I saw a TikTok this week. Maybe it wasn't a TikTok. I don't know. I'm brain dead. Of this restaurant, and they were hold. They have like dollars. You can put a dollar up, but kind of like a Jefferson's. Yeah, where you can put a dollar on the wall. Except for they put a dollar on the ceiling, so it's just these one dollar bills just hanging from the ceiling. 
maybe they do that. <laughs> but what's going on up there? That's how many cars were sold. Except this for me week. And you can picture it. It's like a it's like a three story building. Yeah. <laughs> it would be way up there. The and rapids. somehow their general manager gets up and down so fast. I still not sure how he did that. But next up, <laughs> let's go to Gunspot. Uh, be sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if it is a matter of when you visit the website, so be sure to do so at gunspot.com. All right, let's preview a little college football now. Um, this weekend, I think that this is – is it me? Am I the problem? Nobody's talking about college football stuff. Like, like, not even week zero. I feel like last year, week zero, like that's what this week is, correct? Yeah, to me. Like last is. week, it was a massive topic of conversation. Because I was just like, I'll be completely honest with you. I'd never really heard of it be called week zero. And so when I heard it last year and everyone's hyping it up and talking about it, I was like, what the fuck is everyone so excited about? These games this weekend suck. <laughs> I looked at the schedule this weekend. It doesn't look like it's going to be that bad. Right, like like, there's some decent games, but nobody's talking about it. I'm right there with you. It it, it does feel like usually we overhype week zero a lot, and maybe everybody just caught on. They're like, "Hey, it's actually just there's one decent game." Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of just shit, just thirty <laughs> feet of shit. Um, like after the Nebraska Northwestern game, it's on at eleven thirty on Fox. You can watch all your pregame stuff, get ready. This is like the pre-run. <laughs> it's week zero because everybody's getting geared up. It's like, hey, babe, I want to watch a little bit of college game day. Then I'll mow the yard. Yep, 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 yep. It's, it's like the preseason. The best game after Nebraska-Northwestern is Wyoming and Illinois. <laughs> or if you stay up, you can see Vanderbilt play a whole That's Wyoming. what I was going to say. Woo! I'm probably going to be the dude that does it, though. Yeah, week zero, I, I am excited about it. On Thursday, you start to get a little bit more games kicked off. It's still nothing mm-hmm. like great Louisiana Tech and Missouri is not really moving the needle for me. Uh, but I do think that Nebraska at Northwestern, and they're playing it in Ireland, is going to be pretty cool. I And I'm excited. I'm kind of a closet Nebraska fan. Not a closet Nebraska fan, but I root for them. I would like to see them be good. I would like to see Scott Frost turn that program around. I yeah. don't know if he's going to be the guy to do it, but I would like to see it. I don't know. The way they're talking about Casey Thompson, it's like they might have something. Is there talk of Casey oh, Thompson? Oh, I mean, they, they love him. They absolutely adore him. Our guy, Rob Forrest, when I mean, he's at the game, they're playing this in Dublin, mm-hmm. Ireland. People are ecstatic about it. A couple yeah. of our buddies are also there with him. Really cool to see, happy for him. But he talked, I think it was last week or the week before, he's like, hey, uh, he's like, I, you know, I don't want sound backs. I know he's at Texas, da 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 He's like, Casey Thompson seems to be the guy. Everyone loves him. Everyone mm-hmm. respects him. He's a hard worker. The way he plays on the field. I liked like, him at Texas. I did. And I, 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 hope I did he's too. good at Nebraska. I yep. just don't know that that's, and that's that was like my, a Scott Frost thing. And that was my exact answer to him was like, hey, you know, like I didn't have a problem with him at Texas. He just couldn't figure it out. It was the second half. The whole team crumbled. It was whatever. I thought he should have been Nebraska, though. all along at Texas yeah. as well. And well, then uh, speaking of Texas, Quinn Ewers was named the starter. But yeah. to me, that was – I would have been shocked, like floored, like – would have had to pull over if I were driving and seen Hudson Card name the starter. Well, I feel like that's probably what happened with Steve Sarkeesian was the fact of like, whoa, someone said Hudson Card's the fucking starter? Uh, false. Because if you listen to the rumors out there or whatever, the message boards, it was Hudson Card's looks phenomenal in camp. He's the starter. And then it was just like a random press conference for a couple of players and I think coaches and then for or maybe someone in the athletic department. And then the word had to come down into the message where no one was prepared for it. It was like, hey, uh, I want to give you guys a heads up. Sark said that Quinn Ewers is a starter. So, like, 
let's just put the rumors to rest. Yeah. But, like, with Casey Thompson at Nebraska, hopefully it works out. Maybe this can be the year because, like you said, with Nebraska, I've never really liked him maybe because I just had that one friend in high school or through school that was a huge Nebraska fan, and he just always rubbed it in your face, like, how successful he used to be, and then you just kind of slowly so started. While you were in high school, he had nothing to talk about. No, no, no. It was elementary through middle school. <laughs> and then, like, as we got to high school, it was, like, the history, the history, the history of it. And it's just like, all right, well, Wait, like. What year were you born? 95. He had no room to say. He a did not. Word. But his freaking like growing up, man, his dad was a huge Nebraska fan. It's like, man, they haven't been good. And then in middle school, that was, would be like me bragging about Texas football right now, like the seventies or something. Yep, yep, yep. Like, yep. Hey, we won a national championship back then. Like nobody gives a shit. Even in talking about two thousand six, like if you're in middle or elementary school right now, talking about Texas being better than everybody because they won in two thousand six. Like, hey, like shut up. Like, yeah, that was a long. That was almost twenty you years were born ago. In two thousand eight, like nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. <that later. laughs> yeah. So yeah, but hopefully, hopefully they got it figured out and they can win. They are favored to win this game by thirteen and a half points. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I would take Northwestern to cover that, and I think they cover that pretty easily. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be low scoring. Uh, I do think Nebraska is going to win. But I do not think that they will cover 13 and a half points. This so is get, Big Ten football, ladies and gentlemen. They, <laughs> the winner scores 13 points. Maybe that's where they messed up. It's like, hey, first one to 14 wins. We think it'll be Nebraska. I don't know, but I, I don't think that they will cover that spread. Yeah, because the spread being 13 and a half, but the over-under is 50 and a half. You're telling me these guys are scoring over 50 points? I don't know if I'll take the over on the 50 and a half, but I think I'll take the spread for Nebraska. I'll at least I, give them I that. I think that I'm going to take the under, and I would take – Northwestern on it. I just don't. These first week games, I, I think it's going to be real sloppy. Yeah. You know, I mean, we breaking can't, in a new quarterback as well. It's yeah. going to be bad. I just don't expect a lot of points scored. We got a week and we can bet legally in Kansas. Everything's officially a go. Yeah. I am ready to make those Dairy Queen trips. <laughs> right. You just want to pick me up on your way through, or do I, should we have like a meeting spot? I wonder how precise their location is. I'm going to assume it's probably pretty spot on. Yeah. Hopefully it's not. If it's not, <laughs> I ain't even leaving. So here's a little piece F-U, behind Dairy the curtain uh, for us. We live right on the Kansas state line. So we are like also excited about Kansas sports betting. But let me take you a little further south to the Oklahoma and Kansas border. Yep. They put a casino on the Oklahoma side so that you can gamble in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. On the Missouri side, we have the loosest liquor law. So they put a gas station where the three states meet. They put a gas station on the Missouri side so that you can go buy alcohol there. And what they put on the Kansas side? A strip club. <laughs> You're telling me that people at that casino aren't going to make their way over to that strip club parking lot so they can make a wager on a sporting event? <laughs> can I buy stock in Sensation Strip Club right now? Because that uh, put me down. Man, we're going to go back in two years, and that place is going to welcome to put a three-story freaking strip club. It's, it's got to be a penny right now. So. That owner's not going to know what to do with it because he's a weirdo. Oh, you think? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I guess I haven't seen many strip club owners. Oh, he might be the club only in one. Baxter Springs, Kansas. <laughs> I, that's a money opportunity. Do we need to invest in one? We'll just put it right next to Sensation and just run them out of business. We'll fix a couple things that we don't Martin really agree with. On a strip club, I don't care. And just be like, hey, come to our parking lot so you can bet on games. You know, partner with one of these apps and be like, hey. 
Sponsor our parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw a sign up. <laughs> Welcome to the DraftKings parking lot. <laughs> but I mean, it's a good, it's a big casino and mm-hmm. it is literally across the street is Kansas in a strip club. Yep. There's an opportunity there that I haven't seen anybody jump on yet. I don't know why Missouri just won't like legalize it themselves. I don't know why you said no to it. I don't either. Like, fuck. Or marijuana. They, well, that might pass in November. Marijuana yeah. failed um, to get on the ballot the last time. It, it is now. November, you can officially vote on it. Get out and vote, people. Yeah. <laughs> You're in Missouri. Get out and vote. Well, we can stop calling right. it Melawana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more um, college football stuff. Nick Saban signed a $93 million extension, uh, making him the highest paid coach again in the SEC. I think we kind of talked about that. He had one of those clauses in his contract where he had to be the highest paid coach in the SEC. The thing that is alarming is that it's an eight-year extension. Are you telling me right now that Nicholas Saban plans to coach for another eight, nine years? Texas is screwed going to the SEC. I thought he'd be done. Like, yep, me too. I thought 2026, he's out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, That's four more years. I, I thought that he might retire in 2025. When everything changes, mm-hmm. I thought maybe the NIL stuff would be too much for him. I mean, it drove out Roy Williams. It drove out Coach K. Yep. I thought maybe it would get Nick Saban as well. If this man plans to coach for another eight years or so, that's terrible news for everyone else in the SEC. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, probably even college football just in general. Yeah. Right? And because even now, Nick Saban, he is adjusting to the NIL stuff. And, and the thing the is, I feel like. People have tried to come at Nick Saban and just, like, find reasons or things to, like, point out to get him canceled. And he's overcome all of it. Or, like, we sit there and we look at him and it's like, that's not anything to get canceled over. Like, yeah, he coaches hard. That's it. Go being a baby. You know what I mean? He expects the most out of his coaches. Quit complaining. He's just really good at recruiting. Like, what else can you do? Like, I mean, Jimbo Fisher tried to go at him, and we all just took Nick Saban's side. It was like, Jimbo Fisher, shut the fuck up. Like, what? Everything that he said, he didn't say anything wrong, and it is right. You paid for this recruiting class. Congratulations. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, he also didn't do anything wrong. So Nick Saban's pissed. They're probably going to go scorched earth this year on everybody, and that's going to be it. Yeah, for another cool. eight years, you've just re-motivated the guy. So when they go on another like dynasty run of Alabama, yeah, a lot we can of look at Jimbo Fisher in Georgia and say thank you. Yeah, you should get Kirby Smart in a room and Jimbo Fisher, and just say, "Do you realize what you've done? <laughs> this man would have peacefully retired after winning another national championship, and now you've screwed it all up." That's two more recruiting classes. Yeah. Like, well, at Alabama, it's almost three because you only play three years and then you go to the NFL. Yeah, but, I mean that's that's scary. Eight more years, and it's an extension, so I think it's really nine more years of Nick Saban and the SEC just running college football. Mm-hmm. It really sucks for Texas fans, Oklahoma fans. You should also be just scared. <laughs> yeah. Texas A and M. I think Georgia is maybe the only team that's probably like, eh, not that big of a deal. Yeah. Or Ohio State, Georgia, Ohio State. You're probably still going to recruit well. You're still on track to be very, very good. But I mean, well, Georgia, like Georgia, also needs to realize, like, hey, like the success that you have. Let's just be honest. You might not be able to like continue that. Like, if you can continue the turnover of getting those great defensive players that come in and make enough noise and make of make enough of a difference to affect your offense, for like you don't have to rely on it heavily, then yeah, Georgia, you're set. You're good. Keep doing that. But at some point, you are going to need a decent quarterback. Yeah. 
They, but the thing is, they keep recruiting. They keep landing five-star guys, but yet mm-hmm. they'll still roll out. Oh, would you would you pick Georgia or Alabama if you're down to those two schools? Uh, that's tough for me because I I do like Georgia. I do too. I've said that before. Just having a high school mascot that was the Bulldogs. Yep. Your reasonings are the same team. reasonings as mine, yeah. And I really liked them when I was younger too. I mean, going back to the even like the David Pollock days. Oh fuck! I knew him with Matthew Stafford, and I thought that was dope. That's yeah. my first experience with Georgia. Yeah, Matt Stafford was, uh, was Matt Stafford, good. and then who was that other kid? Something Murray was our quarterback, and Kansas City drafted him like mm-hmm. the sixth round. And I was like, this might be the next guy. <laughs> it was not. Finally got him. Thought yeah. it was gonna be Tyler. Thinkin. Well, and the reason was I was younger, and I was like, ooh, I knew this kid in college. Georgia was good. Here he is with my favorite mm-hmm. team. Bing, yeah. Bingo, bingo. All those running backs that came through there. No, mm-hmm. Sean Marino was there. Yes. Matt Stafford was. Then you had Todd Gurley, who was great. Mm-hmm. And Nick Chubb. And when everybody thought Nick Chubb was going to be bad, yeah. they, they just kept running them through. They still have them. They're still very good. <laughs> so I like Georgia a lot. It would be very hard to turn down Nick Saban. Especially, I mean, depending on the position, too. Like, if I'm a quarterback, probably going with old slick Nick <laughs> and that offense looks pretty fun. I mean, in that uh, campus at Alabama, <laughs> that stadium, it is nice. Have you seen everybody talking about like stadium lights and like, Ooh, who has the best stadium lights? Well, have you seen South Carolina's? Yeah. New that's one? the one where I saw it. I was that's like, fucking that. sick. By the way, you're going to have a full on like concert, like light performance mm-hmm. as you're walking out on the field. You might have several people in that stadium watching that game that are stroking out in the process of it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, those players are coming out of that locker room hype oh, epilepsy? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're dead now. I would love to see them do something where the opposing team walks out where, like, you just have, like, the lights, like, real dim, like, nobody cares. And then when your team's getting ready to come on, it's like, boom, the lights go on big. And then you do your light show that's tied up with the music. Smoke goes off. Boom, boom, boom. Fireworks are going off. Gamecocks are hitting the field. Yeah. Boner alert. <laughs> yeah. For the cocks. Yeah. Okay. Cock commanders. I just think. Commander that, cock, whatever one it is. <laughs> the, the light thing is just so overplayed now because it's like everybody has them. Uh, I don't think they're as advanced with South Carolina's because the things yeah, that like South Alabama's Carolina's lights great. were doing, I don't think you can do like the moving, like the way they're like. I'm pretty sure Alabama does it and Georgia as well. If they can, they're not, they, I haven't seen a video. If I haven't seen a video, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, if so it's, it's not online, like, I don't believe it. It's cool, South Carolina, yeah. but it's not like. I you have hated the, the NFL, and I can't hate it that much because it was like I thought it was something that would be cool. Like when you score a touchdown and you turn the lights on and off, kind of like a celebration type of deal. When you see it on TV. Like you did in your bedroom when you played Madden? 100%. <laughs> when you see it on TV, it's hard to watch it. But like when you're there at the game, it's really cool. And so like I almost think like the broadcasting team is like, okay, if this team scores, like the Baltimore Ravens, they do it. If this team scores, we need like – take like a, a wide pan view of the stadium from up high. That's where the Goodyear blimp needs to be taken full advantage of. And like, let's watch the celebration of the lights and what the fans are experiencing right here. Mm-hmm. Big light guy. Are yeah. you more lights or um, hype videos? Which one gets you rocked up better? <laughs> well, here's the thing. They go hand in hand. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I think you are the cop commander. <laughs> <laughs> If Spencer Rattler wasn't the quarterback, I might be a Gamecock fan this year. I, I love seeing stuff from their stadium because it is the stadium that they used in the movie The Program. So I even mm. saw their little stadium lights thing the other night, and I wanted to say, like, Wolfden Stadium looks really cool. But there's, like, a, there's a niche community of, like, people that actually know what I'm talking about. And most people would be like, that's not the name of the stadium. That guy's dumb. <laughs> what is he even talking yeah. about? Yeah. They're the this Gamecocks. Guy knows college football? They're the Wolves. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
please stop tweeting at us, sir. <laughs> uh, but yeah, most people don't get that stuff. But I, I know Alabama can do it as, as well. And I think Georgia, too. But I, that's just becoming one of those things. It's like, yeah, we're the SEC. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. Like, Ohio State should do it. Or, you're like, you're giving your description, description there, and I'm just thinking Virginia Tech. Like, Virginia oh, Tech at night. without a doubt. You go dark and you hear Inner Sandman come on. Yep. One thing I will nerd out about as well is the fact that when they, they don't time it up right when they leave mm-hmm. the tunnel. Yes. Or, like, a closer. If he doesn't exit when the drum beat hits – You've really screwed it up. Like, how are you even amped up to do anything when you mistime it? Yep. Like, the Mets a closer right now? hmm I am all about that. He's got to know, though. Like, you open the gate. That's fine. That's cool. He has timed it perfectly. He's figured it out. Where yeah, Well, maybe now. I'll tell you, not early on. No. I, I can now he's got it videos. to where, like, that gate will open up. And I saw it on, like, this is the mm-hmm. one that went viral. And he, like, does his, like, little signature, like, piece up thing to the sky. And then he hits the outfield, like the dirt, and he's still doing his thing. And then as soon as he touched the grass, the trumpets went off. And I was like, fuck, yeah. That is like, dope. I, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year for North Carolina and Virginia Tech. I think that it was like the run out, and they're like, oh, my God, you can feel the stadium literally shaking. Mm-hmm. But they mistimed it, and they ran out before the big base drop or whatever. It's like, you need a director. Yep. Standing there being mm-hmm. like, okay, we've timed this. I know when to tell you to run, and that's when you go out. Yep. Because if you screw it up, it's just it's not good. The video, the lights, and the music have to all go together. It should be a big production. That's a Here's high a, dollar production if you hit it. If it's I'm a beautiful. If I'm a player and you mistime it, I'm like, I'm not as hyped up to play now. <laughs> yeah. Or like if that. you know if I'm on the opposing sideline, I'm like, they can't even run out the tunnel. Yeah. Man. We've already if I'm the player and we miss time, it's like we've already started off with the loss. Yeah. That's over. like when you wake up in the morning, you want to start your day with a W, starting a task right, right? You make your bed. You don't run out of the tunnel in the right time with the music and the lights, you've already lost. Go home. Mm-hmm. Did you make your bed this morning? I did not. Oh no. That's an L. <laughs> no one's coming back to that bed. It's all right. <laughs> I don't ever make my bed. There are some times where I make it, and I don't know why. It's such a stupid mindset where I was like, sort of definitely a good note. The only thing I do is just fluff just my like blanket a, in the air and lay it over. Take it. a like, good poop. Like, yeah. That's a W for me. Make myself some fucking breakfast. Do you know eggs expire, by the way? <laughs> yeah, I did not. <laughs> I didn't make them. I didn't get that far, but I was like, I feel like these eggs have been here for a minute. So I oh, checked yeah. it, and I was like, uh-huh. they expired last week, so it's not like they've been there for months. Mine expire 100% of the time. I, I never use yeah, my eggs. I just, I'm never just like, I want a dozen eggs today. Or over a span of, I don't, I don't know. I was going to say, I hope you didn't need a dozen <laughs> in one day. I guess if you went heavy, like two breakfasts, that would be yeah. six, six eggs and a scramby eggs. I probably need to eat more eggs. I saw a, a study the other day on eggs and like how healthy eggs actually are for you. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, I need to do that. Saw that protein. Want that and I guess all the other things like brain health, body health, joint health, everything like that. Yeah. Uh, like immune system. Yeah. Like apparently eggs are just like a natural remedy for a lot of shit that just keeps you healthy and i'm over here just like expired in the fridge eggs are still the thing that i just i have to know who is the first who's the first person it's got to like, be the chicken eating themselves wait no what? i'm talking about who's the first person to eat an egg oh oh you were going chicken or the egg yeah yeah i'm going first person to see a chicken lay an egg and be like i'm gonna eat that and not only i'm gonna eat that but I'm going to crack it. it open to see what's inside there, and I'm going to cook that part. 
Oh, it's a person who was probably starving, and they come across an egg, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to crack this open. And it's just this, like, juice, and you're like, oh, it's like water. And you just drink it, and you're like, that is not water. Have you ever done, have you done a raw egg, though? Huh? Have you had a raw egg before? Oh, yeah. Like, cracked I, it open and drink it. Disgusting. I have a buddy who used to do when he was drunk. He would, uh, like, sh- he would put the egg in his shot, like, his beer. Like, I'm he right would shotgun it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have another buddy <laughs> multiple buddies who were big egg guys <laughs> i know when i was in high school it was like it was a lifting thing because like rocky like mm-hmm. i eat the raw eggs i don't know if there's any like benefit to it being raw versus i don't cooked. know about the, that but i will tell you it can't be that much better <laughs> but we would do it after like a weights class and be like all right brought raw eggs like let's do it crack them open boys just stupid just straight up meathead stuff <laughs> standing in the like hallway to the locker room cracking eggs and eating them i'm picturing it perfectly too like four or five of us where all the eggs are cracking and echoing and you're gonna have that one fucker that messes up we and splatters done. it all over the floor like, and cheers. someone slips on it Yep. The eggs, too. And some of them would crack a little bit then. It's like, ah, oh, and then almost like a, a cheers into a shotgun because you'd take it and have, like, your two thumbs on uh-huh. it and split it and crack it into your mouth. It's very, like, ceremonial, but at the same Open time. Open up. Just, <laughs> straight me. <laughs> just doing it. And I don't, I don't think we ever even lifted seriously enough to have any benefits. For Not that. at our school. Nope. <laughs> no. You uh, go in there for a social hour, catch up on gossip. Right. A couple other things in college football. Uh, I wanted to talk Heisman odds. To me this year, it's feeling a little bit like we're not going to have that dark horse candidate. Uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, even over the last couple of years, like Joe Burrow, not too long ago, last year, Bryce Young. I don't feel like Bryce Young was a dark horse candidate though. I will say, I do not think he will repeat as a Heisman trophy winner. I don't feel like we'll ever see that again. There are just so many people that will come out and say, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like almost no matter what that person does, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Hell, even like I thought Tim Tebow probably was a candidate to do it. And played all four years, one as a sophomore. Then you had guys like Johnny Manziel win it early. But I just don't know if there are enough voters out there to actually have somebody do it. Uh, right now, C.J. Stroud is the Heisman Trophy favorite, according to Bet MGM. I like that bet. I do think that he is a a very good candidate. He's going to put up numbers. That Ohio State offense is going to be very good, and he's going to be the leader of it. I also think Caleb Williams uh, would be my my second pick. I, I think that he can put up huge numbers at USC, and, and if he's good there, and he should be because Lincoln Riley's going. I mean, it should be the same offense. You're adding in Jordan Addison too. He should put up big numbers. I do wonder if USC is going to be successful enough in year one of Lincoln Riley for him to win the Heisman. But I just I don't think it'll be Bryce Young. Yeah, and for me, I think like you have to put CJ Stroud on there. Like another name, Bijan Robinson, maybe that comes off as a homer, but I think he really caught everyone's attention last year. And he's up there, and I believe in the top five at just plus two thousand to win it. So I think maybe it's not necessarily a dark course, of course, but still like okay, he's caught everyone's attention last year. Everyone's going to be paying attention to the start of the year. And if he starts on strong and continues on through the middle of the year and Texas is winning ball games, we're going to be looking at B. John Robinson being the reason for that. Mm-hmm. Another name that I just want to uh, – two more, actually, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think now when we've looked at the Heisman voting, we've realized, like, okay, maybe we should stop looking at quarterbacks and running backs. Mm-hmm. We've Devontae gotten, Smith. The exactly. Before. Devontae Smith has already won it, you know. And then we've kind of gotten close to the defensive side of the ball. But, like, another name, too, and I'm getting ready to go to quarterback, so I kind of throw it out there. But, like – Jackson Dart goes to Old Miss, transfer from USC. Wonder if maybe the passing attack of you know Old Miss with Lane Kiffin can be something special in him coming over from USC, going you know maybe we just make some noise here. 
I think it'd be be interesting. Maybe they've also got to win enough games for him to be exactly considered. And you know, guys like Lamar Jackson won before, and they didn't win a ton of games. But I just don't know the Ole Miss is going to win the like seven eight games, and him have exceptional I numbers. Want Ole Miss too, though. I don't really know why, and it's not Lane. I've never really been a fan of Lane Kiffin, mm-hmm. but something about Ole Miss is just kind of like I wouldn't mind seeing it be good. You know, I honestly, like I would, I would not be surprised if Will Anderson gets some serious looks this year. Feel bad that didn't even throw his name out there. Yeah, I mean, usually it's just it's. It would honestly be a dumb bet because we've only seen it happen one time before. Mm-hmm. But I I would like to. I mean, obviously you've been on that train for a long time. If these defensive guys should be out there, and if Will Anderson can kind of repeat and do what he did last year, he should definitely be a Heisman Trophy candidate uh, at least. I mean, he should have been last season, yep. and he wasn't. So I, I think that he should be. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see some running backs. You mentioned Bijan Robinson. He's got to be healthy, and Texas has to win enough games. So I wouldn't bet on him doing either one of those things this year, as much as that sucks. To me, like Matt and I talked about last week, he's more of a prospect than like a, a guy that's going to really be like a, a game changer in college football. Yeah. And I, I do hope that he finishes the season with Texas. Because if he finishes the season, that means they're winning games. Yep. But if they get off to a rough start, I would not be surprised if he shuts it down like he did last year. Yeah. He's going to be a first-round pick, or should be. Yep. Uh, two other guys, though, that I would watch at running back, Jamar Gibbs at Alabama. He transfers over from Georgia Tech. I think he's got the chance to be very good and put up numbers in that offense. And then also Trevion Henderson at Ohio State. He's another guy who's a sophomore. Maybe if you know Ohio State is winning and they're putting up numbers, but C.J. Stroud struggles with some interceptions like he did early last year, uh, you might see guys like uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba or – Travion Henderson put up some numbers there, too. I, I do think Ohio State is going to be very good. Uh, I, I do think that they can challenge Alabama this year. And actually, for my college football playoff teams, I'm putting Ohio State up there. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if at some point during the season they are the number one ranked team. Like maybe Alabama stumbles a little bit in a tough SEC. Ohio State, I just don't know who's going to beat them. I don't know if yeah. you're going to. Do another bold prediction that Michigan beats them this year? Definitely not. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what it was last year on the reason why I went with it, but I just did. I had the gut feeling I mean, the whole young year. Team last year for Ohio State. Yeah. But still, I. Bold I'm so proud of myself for that. To pick them. I fucking called Michigan from the start of the year. Well, that's kind of one of those other things. That, like, don't bet on a defensive player, but mm-hmm. sometimes that's the crazy thing about sports. You can have experts come on and be like, "This is never going to happen. Don't do this. This is stupid." You just can't predict it. Yeah. You literally can't always cannot. go with the trends. Mm-hmm. Even if you think that you're pretty successful at picking stuff or betting on it, you're going to miss really big on some obvious stuff. Yep. And that's I mean, that is one of the great things. Or, you know, play fantasy football with some of these people that know nothing about football. And it's like, how did you win? I pay attention <laughs> every single week. You have no, you have no idea how yeah. many videos I watched, how much studying yeah. I did. I'm looking at matchups. I'm yep. on the waiver wire doing all this stuff. And it's like, Oh, I like this guy. I'll pick him. <laughs> yeah. so he, he went off. You drafted Cooper Cup. You don't even know how to say his fucking name. <laughs> right? Uh, but college football playoff teams, I am predicting some pretty obvious ones, but maybe a one little sleeper in there. I'm going to go Alabama, Ohio State. I think that that's probably just a lock for the national championship. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to throw in Georgia. And I think we're going to see a return of Clemson. 
I think Clemson is going to be pretty damn good this year. Yep. And I know I've said it on the podcast before. Everybody kind of dogged on Clemson last year. It's like, oh, they sucked at a down year. They still won like 10 games. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, it oh, just, look at it them. It took DJ a little bit, like, I don't know, maybe just kind of mature and take the role more serious than he did. And once he did, he kind of just took off. But if DJ doesn't figure it out, they have a, a young freshman who's coming yep. in this year who I've heard just great reports about. I'm not going to say an act like an insider, but like everything you see on Clemson, I can't remember his name right now, so I feel bad. Well, there's even talk that he might actually – End up winning the job. Yeah. I mean, he's very athletic. He's fast. He's got a strong arm. Mm-hmm. We've seen Clemson have success with that before, but I actually didn't put them in my college football playoff. I went with Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and then I threw in a little bit of a sleeper with USC. I think you can, you can Lincoln Riley making the move over there, taking Caleb Williams with them. What is it? Addison Jordan, I believe, the transfer that you got out of Pitt as well. Addison Ray. Ooh, I was about to say, excuse me, but or sorry, but I'm glad I caught <laughs> on to that. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Jordan sure she's Addison. there. I'm sure she'll be there. Um, but at the same time, it's like USC might have everything going in the right direction. If you're playing in the Pac-12, the only school you really, really, really have to worry about yeah. is Utah, it, who's that was starting the year off too. at number seven in the nation. I actually almost put USC in mine as well, but it's like it's the Pac-12, so something will happen that keeps yeah. from making it. And Utah was up there for me. As well. I thought maybe this is the year they can actually put it I together. would love to see Utah make it. That would be so cool, especially mm-hmm. after that Rose Bowl game last year. It was just electric. It's You know, Utah is one of those schools that they've been in the, the Power Five for a long time, but they still kind of feel like they're on the outside looking in. 100%. People just don't take them serious as a big-time program, but they've been in the Pac-12 for a while now. Like, they are a Pac-12 school, mm-hmm. but people just don't take them as serious. It, you know, I'm just looking through the – top 25 rankings. I feel like Baylor is kind of the same in the big 12. Yep. There are some schools that are coming from a power five conference, but it's like, eh, you're still a small school. <laughs> and I think that Baylor still gets out Oklahoma state. I think they're up against it. North Carolina state is a team that I think is going to be really good this year. I kind of bet on them last year. I thought they were going to put it together last year. Wolfpack. I think they might be able to do it this year. Devin Leary is a, a pretty damn good quarterback. They might be able to do that, but, you know, those teams, it does feel like even though they're in the big conferences, they're, they are on the outside looking in. Whereas you have some of these other teams that maybe aren't as good. I, I hate to sound like just a biased Texas fan. Why is Texas A&M ranked number six? I don't know. <laughs> like they, they lost so much to the NFL. Yeah. They play in a very hard SEC conference. I just yeah, don't. Maybe the it. recruiting class that came in, they're like, oh, so these freshmen will step up and da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> I saw people, I don't remember what the date was. I, I think it was August 4th, and people were like, happy Texas A&M Day, 8-4, because you're going to go 8-4. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, I wish I would have thought. Oh, that is hilarious. That I did is. not see that, but that is great. <laughs> That's such a Texas A&M thing, though. They, <laughs> and again, this, I try not to be biased. I just don't understand why they are ranked in the top 10. Breaking in probably a new quarterback, or at least having your quarterback come back from injury. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I am very excited about college football starting. One other thing that I did forget to talk about that I wanted to today is the Kevin Durant stuff. Mm, mm-hmm. The Kevin Durant trade. It's the title of the episode. We went all the way over it. I know. Totally. Just, that's my bad. Now tell me. <laughs> the Kevin Durant of like, I want to trade. And mm-hmm. the Nets saying, no. <laughs> and then saying, fine, I'll stay. Fire your coach. Fire your GM. And the Nets saying, no. <laughs> and like the fact that they stood firm with an NBA superstar, 
I actually love it. Even as I like a too. Kevin Durant guy, I, I absolutely love it. And I think that, you know, even with some of these NFL players, that's kind of what you're going to see of like, oh, you're going to hold out a season? Do it. Yeah. Oh, you want traded? No, we're not going to do it. You play for us. Or even the Kyrie Irving stuff of him trying to negotiate a contract. And the Nets wanted to put in some like mandatory games. Like you have to play this many games to get your fully guaranteed money mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Kyrie Irving wouldn't sign that contract. That's some of the biggest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. 100, like, be like, yeah, I'm playing basketball games. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like, what I, if I get injured? Well, is, how serious is the injury? Is it like, yep. is, is it an injury that's literally taking you out for the year? Or is it an injury that you're nursing until you're back to full and I think health some and of it was birthday the, parties? You know, back-to-backs on a road game, on a mm-hmm. road series. of like, hey, I'm not doing back-to-backs. I don't do that. I, I put it in my contract. I'm not doing it. So, Good job for the Nets. Like you probably shouldn't have brought these two guys in here together, but the fact that they both they stood firm on both accounts of nope, suck it, Kyrie, we're not doing that. Durant, you signed a four year deal, five year deal. Hey, honestly, hold you to it. Props to us for just like being against it from the beginning of like, <laughs> and the way we questioned it was why does Kevin Durant want to go play with Kyrie Irving? That was our questioning. We should have been questioning Kevin Durant as well because, holy cow, has that just been an absolute disaster. And I'm going to be honest with you, I have Kevin Durant fatigue. I am so sick and tired of hearing. Because every time I hear something about Kevin Durant, he's just being a douche or a baby about something. Yeah. Like, I've never just heard Kevin Durant being a cool dude. I mean, the coolest thing I ever heard him do was that when he played in Oklahoma City, that he would sign autographs, and on, like, every autograph, he would write hook'em horns. To all the fans in Oklahoma. But even that, like, if I remove myself from the situation a little bit, it's pretty douchey. Yeah. <laughs> I love, love it as a Texas fan. <laughs> if I'm an Oklahoma resident, it's like, yeah, I can't even have a cool autograph here because I have this freaking written on yeah. it. Trade him for Blake Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of get it. I definitely have fatigue in, like, how players are trying to run the league. Mm-hmm. And you know, even the Lakers a little bit, kind of pushing back on LeBron and being like, no, we're making the front office moves. Yep. You don't get to do that anymore. I was surprised, and we haven't talked about it, LeBron signing an extension there. Very much so. Like, also, why is LeBron doing that? Now, he's getting a lot of money. Good for him. But aren't you supposed to be gone in two years to go play with Bronny? Yeah. Maybe he just thinks, like, I got my money, but I'm going to demand a trade. <laughs> or it's like, oh, I don't know if Bronny's making it in one year. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, the other one, is, he's a little young. I don't know yeah, if I he's actually, you know, he hit the girls pretty 6'6". Six, six, so <laughs> I just like, uh, Bryce is, uh, <laughs> Bryce yeah, is Bryce. Uh, maybe that's where the potential really hit, you know, yeah. the old second one. Whoops. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you where there is also some potential, and that's at Club 609 for a great happy hour featuring their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours. Also get in there for their appetizers, which are absolutely phenomenal at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Louis. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joppa, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change in your tire service. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joppa, Missouri at downtown Lube. All right, next up, we're going to do a little top five for you on this Thursday evening or Friday morning, whenever you're listening. Hell, maybe it's Saturday and you're doing it. We appreciate you. Talking tailgate, uh, not necessarily foods, but items. Mm-hmm. Items to bring to your tailgate. Most of those are either beverages or food. My top tailgate item is beer. <laughs> I think you can have a very successful tailgate with zero food involved as long as you have good beer. Nope, take that back. As long as you have beer. 
It doesn't have to be cold. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be expensive. You can just have some there. It's just a little 90 light. It could be 90 degrees sitting on just an asphalt parking lot. Then people would be like, yeah, I'll have a beer. Yeah. I, I, know I, that I, I did that. This in that setting, time. I want that beer cold. It's 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know you're talking about warm beer. I'm not having warm beer where it's 90 degrees outside. That ain't going to happen. No. Cold beer. Cold beer. Degrees out. Bingo, I bingo. went to the Chiefs game last weekend, as you know, and like the temperature was like 84, I think was the high. That's one of the hottest I've ever been in the stadium, though. Mm. Arrowhead is, it is hot, because I went to a preseason game when I first moved to Kansas City. Yes, I did live there. Um, but that was like one of the first games I'd gone to with my significant other at the time. And How'd that go? Well, the game was fun. The relationship <laughs> should have just ended it after that, to be honest. But at the same time, here we are. It was very she hot. She was that literally waving game. a red flag. And <laughs> <laughs> just completely ignored it. I was like, ah, oh, I got myself a pretty good-looking girl. Pretty on the outside, real ugly on the inside. But, yeah, super hot game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's just no airflow through there. No, there's not. Whatsoever. No. Like, other stadiums, it's like, oh, okay, there's a little bit here. That stadium built in, like, the 60s. Just tear it down. Oh, this concrete? Let's just go ahead and soak up that heat, brother. <laughs> just tear it down and start over, guys. It's, <laughs> I like the Chiefs. It's such a bad stadium. I just, I don't think they will unless the Royals move downtown. If the Royals stay, the, the Chiefs are going to be like, we're not moving. Unless Kansas is like, hey, Missouri's not getting sports betting anytime soon. Do you want sports book tied to your stadium? Come on over to the Legends. You're on the Kansas side. Yeah, I think even the Hunt family is like, I don't even know that they're bluffing. They're just like, no, we want to, we want to be here. We want to stay in Missouri. Just build right next to it. Just take half the parking lot out. There's so much land out there, honestly. Yes. Uh, what is your top tailgate item? My top tailgate is barbecue. And some people might read that and be like, well, yeah, you're going to get barbecue anywhere you go. I honestly think there is a difference of eating barbecue food at a tailgate than at a restaurant. Because I just think it's so much better. The atmosphere, you're eating it on like a fucking plastic paper plate or whatever. You have your barbecue sauce. It's just so much good. It's just so much good. It's just so much better. It's a great time. And especially to tell you that we go to four Chiefs games or Royals games. It's like, yeah, this is awesome. This is what I want. Like Kansas City barbecue is great. But I just, every time I go eat barbecue at a restaurant, I'm not going to lie. I just feel like this is just not the place to eat barbecue. Barbecue I'm not sitting a, like, in a lawn chair. I'm not plate, sitting yeah. on a tailgate or standing in a stadium. It's just like, I don't know. It just feels off. I agree, actually. I, I think that the good Lord did intend us to eat barbecue either with our hands or on a paper plate. Or a, a plastic fork. That's, you know, I mean, you're trying to scoop oh, it all broke up. broke it? Yeah. Shoot, now I have exactly, to go hunt down yeah. another plastic Hope fork. Hope I don't find that in my mouth later. <laughs> mm. Okay, let's move on to my next one, snake chaff this. My second one is chili because I think chili is another perfect example, especially when you get in those uh, Kansas City uh, Chiefs tailgates right there in the winter, the tailgates again that we go to. They'll make chili. We'll have a big chili feed. I think it's awesome. I'll go back for seconds. Chili in a cold environment at a football game, a college football game, it's just fantastic. That is the best time to have it. I, if I'm not having chili at my grandparents' house or at a tailgate, I'm usually not eating chili. Really? Well, I'm not making it myself. I haven't done that. so easy. I know it's easy, but I just feel like I make so much of it, and I don't really like eating an abundance of leftovers. So, like, that's my thing. Chili is one of those items that is better leftover. It gets better the longer it sits. 
you just got to let it marinate within itself. A hundred percent. Like that's, it might sound sarcastic. I, it does I, sound very sarcastic, but chili the next day is better than chili the day of. I don't even know if that's debatable. I don't know if there's anybody that's like, oh yeah, I can't eat leftover chili. There's something about it sitting and just like just marinating. And my thing better. is too with leftovers. It's not that like, I don't like leftovers themselves. It's I'm just going to be honest. I forget about the leftovers being in the fridge because I don't just walk up to my fridge and open it and look in it because I don't fucking have shit in there. So the one time that I do, it's like I forget. I don't cook. <laughs> Got my ass. I'll make a fucking sandwich. Go to Wendy's and grab But like chili. cooking food for myself, like I just – it's almost – to just go get food and just make food for myself. It's almost cheaper to just go have like something small yeah. from like a Sonic or I get just – I get that. Like, it's just cooking for one, not as enjoyable. Yeah. And then some of the stuff for leftovers is like, oh, I made this chicken the night before. Mm -hmm. I'm to the point now, I know if I don't eat all of the chicken on night one, I'm not eating it for Exactly. It is the worst at reheating. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. It comes out dry and you got to sit there and like chewy it. Yeah. And it's just like, come on. It doesn't matter what you put with it. I think after this chili talk this weekend... I'm just going to turn my air conditioner down as low as it will go. I'm t- like 62. <laughs> See if I can get my house to that temperature. Make some chili, throw in a hoodie, and just pretend. Turn a fan on so it's like there's a cool Is it you breeze. doing on Saturday? <laughs> Maybe. Will you invite me over? <laughs> I'll, <laughs> bring, like really I'll bring a 30 rack and natty. We'll just set it in the middle of your couch and watch <laughs> week zero college football. Just be like, oh. I'll be hungover from a concert that I'm going to on Friday fall. night. But it'll be, that'll be perfect. <laughs> what concert are you going to? Morgan Wallen. Who? Morgan Wallen. Oh. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day, like, oh, are you a Morgan Wallen fan? Off stage? No. He's probably not a person that you morally <laughs> want to look up to or live like. On stage in the music that he writes and sings, pretty big fan of. I love his music. And if you can't understand those differences, shut the fuck up and leave me alone because there is one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he had that little, he dropped an N-bomb. He was an N-word. Yeah. I don't want to defend his actions. You should never say it. Yeah. But at least he did use it as like a term of endearment. <laughs> so there, I guess there's a little bit of a difference. I know there were a lot of people that are like, I'm done with him. He's canceled. Mm-hmm. I'm never listening to him again. And I'm glad and I, I get in. Like, I also got in dropped on 30 songs that are all really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to listen. I'm just not going to talk about them. <laughs> Man, I listen to Michael Jackson. Yeah, so like if I can listen mm. to Michael Jackson songs still knowing what I know now, there's probably not any artist out there that I'm like, can't listen to you. Because the music separates, like the music is music. That's yeah. going to live on forever. I'll tell die. myself, music's still there. A little bit more. Uh, I remember when the R. Kelly stuff started coming out like a couple years ago. And like I Believe I Can Fly, that's my fucking shower song, dude. I bet it is, R. Kelly. Uh, I had Bump and Grind <laughs> on like every playlist that I like ever made, mm-hmm. and it was at a, like a house party. And I was DJing, yeah. not like actual, but just like I had the aux cord. Yeah, the song came on, and somebody was like, eh, "Don't really know if we should listen to this anymore." Say, like, "Hey, he's just come back." Damn good song, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. We just we got to know the difference and the separation of that. Yeah, of course. Anyway, Respectfully. Back Respectfully. to Brats. <laughs> yes. And yeah. tailgates. Brats are my number two item. If you're still making hot dogs, it's – are there kids around? Like why yeah. are you making brats? Uh, Be dogs? better. Yeah, just they're 
I think relatively the same price. And the thing is, too, with brats, it's not like, fuck brats. Get better cheddar. That's the only acceptable answer in my mind. Yeah, I mean, better cheddar brats for, was at Hillshire Farms is just absolutely stellar. Also, don't know what happened with Melo's mic. It just completely went out. But that was his number two, and that is my number three, actually. I just think brats is just a perfect thing. You can slap some chips on there, and you're good to go, and you're set. Number four, Melo started off with beer. I went food for my top three here, and then all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I'm actually just going to go ahead and do – my drink of choice as well. And I put moonshine, but I want to go ahead and make it known. It's not just any moonshine. It's Mellow's moonshine because Mellow's moonshine is freaking delicious. I think it's like an apple pie moonshine. Check your head at me if I'm correct. I don't know how he makes it. I'm not going to ask questions. I don't even know if it's legal what or whatnot, but i just tell you what. When I do drink it, I feel like we're breaking the law, and I get super intoxicated, and I'm having myself a grand old time. So moonshine at a tailgate with either barbecue chili or brats has been some of the best times I've ever had at Arrowhead tailgating. Tell me about it. I, I took my daughters to the Chiefs game for the first time this weekend. Did you, get, did you show them the true experience, or were you on your best behavior? No, I, I usually don't drink around them. Actually, I respect that. They have only seen me drunk one time. <laughs> Maybe. No, I'll take that twice. But neither time I had to like drive or anything like that. I was in a location. So like, they've only seen me have more than two beers twice in their life. Wow. Which if you've been listening to the podcast, <laughs> if you've been following along on social media, I think that's pretty impressive. That's impressive in its own right, without a doubt. It's like almost unbelievable. <laughs> but they, uh, we went on a family vacation in Alabama um, two summers ago or so, and we stayed at an Airbnb, and my brothers got me drunk in a pool. That was and last they, summer, yeah. They saw me. Uh, well, not this last summer, the summer before. I didn't go anywhere this summer. Not this summer. Last summer. That's what I said, last summer. Okay. But not like... <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah. We're saying the same, same thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, but they, my brothers got me drunk. They saw me drunk then. And then um, for my daughter's seventh birthday, we had like a, a bonfire thing at my house. Blazing up in the backyard. Not really blazing up. Don't use that against me. <laughs> <laughs> but just drinking, I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have any responsibilities. They were kind of getting older, mm-hmm. seven, eight years old. Take care of yourself now. Daddy got a little tipsy. But those are the only two times that they've ever seen me have more than two beers. Do you know what? We started doing those, uh, and I, it's your yard, so I'm not just going to make any plans here. But this fall, we should do that a lot more. Oh, 100%. Okay. Like, it went away because of the summer heat. Yeah, okay, cool. Now that it's starting to get cooler outside again, Hundred percent on board. Like Saturday night football board. games, and if we're not out of town, Mellow's yard. <laughs> Put a, hook up the. Uh, I have a projector that I could use, but like before when we were doing it in the spring, it was late uh, when the sun was going down. Mm-hmm. So like in the fall, like the problem is in the fall, a lot of people get cold, and I just don't. I don't. I'm not either. Like. I'll throw, I, you put me in hoodie and a sweatpants outside drinking beer around a fire watching football? Get into that moonshine? I'm about to start raising this about? table up over here. I don't know if it is legal, but I, I do make some, and it is damn delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had chili on my list as well, but we talked a lot about that one. And we both have hamburgers on yep. our list. I think that is just – it's a good, nice, simple 
thing to throw on there. It's a staple, right? Of mm-hmm. like tailgating. Like, what are we gonna do? Like hot dogs and, and burgers. Okay, cool. It's like eh, we don't want to do chili, get messy, you know what I mean? Possibly, you know, Kevin Malone this thing, spill the pot. Oops, now we have no food. <laughs> brats, some people really don't like the better cheddar or want to deal with the texture well, and of like, brats. Brats are good, but you know, hamburgers almost need to be above brats because if we're just having brats, it's kind of like, hey, where's the rest? Yeah, that's a, that's very fair because brats come as an option. <laughs> brats are almost a side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take a burger, a brat, and a whole slab of chips, pal. Exactly. Like that's <laughs> Give me this bag that's of what baked lays. Like. Yeah, or and man, <laughs> that's been my mindset too. With stuff is like, oh, I got myself the baked lays, so I got healthy chips. As my fat ass is chomping on a big ass burger, might as well make it a double <laughs> as greasy as I'll get out in a big ass brat. And I know I'm going to get hungry in 30 more minutes after I've smashed two more beers, and I'm going to go have another brat. But <laughs> thank God for those baked lace chips. <laughs> I, I actually prefer the baked lace, though, not for the health yeah. option. I just think they taste better. It, they're also, I don't, I feel like the regular lays are almost like too salty or greasy. Mm-hmm. Like you get that, I don't know, that weird layer of something on your fingers, yeah. and it's like, nah. Yeah. Like, uh, my last one that I did want to mention is gumbo. Uh, mm. w- went to the LSU tailgate and was one of the best tailgates that I think I've ever been at. It's it's definitely up there in discussion. In one of the tents next to us, they were making some real Louisiana gumbo. Mm-hmm. I still think about it often. <laughs> it's some of the best food I've ever had. I think about life. that tailgate a lot. I was actually going through my pictures today. I try I, to remember it. And I was just like, God, this was awesome. I have pictures of like us coming back to after the game to the tent and that guy's like just laying on the ground, and you and Matt are like get down on the ground. And I took a picture of you guys with him, and he wakes up, and he turned out to be like Australian or something. Well, at first, like we had like walked around and we were mingling with other tailgate goers, mm-hmm. and we kind of come back to our tent, and it's like, hey, there's a Georgia fan, and he's he's passed out on the ground. He had one shoe on. Yep. So he has one shoe. They can't find his other shoe. He's like almost unresponsive. <laughs> so like we start taking like pictures with him. Mm-hmm. And then I think it all kind of hit us at the same time of like, has anybody checked on him to make sure he's actually okay? <laughs> yeah. So it's like everybody's we were like phone went down, crouched too. down with him, like taking funny selfies and stuff like that. But then it's like, wait a second, he's been laying down for like a good five ten minutes, yeah, and we're not being quiet. <laughs> we should check on him. And then finally, like somebody got him, woke up. And he pops up, and he's got an Australian accent. <laughs> One of the most unpredictable things. <laughs> we also met uh, the guy that was on The Bachelorette or whatnot that showed up in the chicken suit. I remember going to the I bathroom and walking by and seeing him, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's here. Mm-hmm. And you that's when like we were all kind of like, or you and Matt especially were into The Bachelor Bachelorette because yeah. you guys were doing like your wine nights on Mondays and stuff with the friends that lived here. And I was like, holy shit, we know this guy. Let's go talk to him. And we did. We took a picture with him. And, like, going in the stadium, that was the one game that we actually got to go in and, like, watch. And it was really fun. It was a hot day, but it was it was really cool to see the entire atmosphere and tradition of LSU. And then we left the game to go to a bar. And that was fucking incredible because every time LSU scored, yep. they would play, like, what is it, neck or whatnot. Yep. And the bartender, who was pretty hot, would walk around and dump freaking uh, like fireball shots in your mouth. With yes. football on. Oh, my God. And then, like, the best freaking grilled turkey sandwich i've ever had in my life from a food truck i still think about that randomly and then that there was people standing next or sitting down next to that getting ivs because they were too drunk and they wanted to sober up in the bar right it was just yeah inside the bar and outside they had four stations it was incredible a lot of people used to like ask us all the time even like back to the stick to football days and stuff like what was the best tailgate you ever went to a lot of people would get mad if we didn't say wisconsin Mm -hmm. 
it's right there. Like it is so close. But it's and so I didn't different. get to go to that one, so I don't get to speak on it. It's like Wisconsin. The weather was beautiful. The scenery is great. But man, LSU, like they just really know what they're doing too. I wish you could buy tickets for a half of football. The second half. <laughs> <laughs> no, first half. We'll go watch the second half somewhere else. Like we realize these games are probably going to be a blowout. Like LSU George, kind of what we thought. I think LSU ended up winning that game though. Um, that was the first was year the, Joe Burrow, yeah. and it was just like, oh shit, like this is cool. And then it was like, well, let's just go ahead and head out. And then it was like, well, actually, maybe we can try and get back in. Fun fact, you can't. But it was just, oh, it was an incredible experience. Not everybody knows that. But yeah. it is a fact. Uh, all right, that's it for us today. Uh, we appreciate you guys, <clears throat> as I lose my voice here at the end of the show, appreciate you joining us. As always, uh, Big Country and I be back at it again on Sunday night. We appreciate you listening here, and we'll talk to you guys then.